This week's episode is sponsored by Spaces. Spaces is a new platform backed by 15 plus years of educator feedback designed to document the process and progress behind student learning in your classroom. Join the Spaces community to connect with educators across North America and gain access to free teacher-created resources, help educators who are just starting out on their journey, and learn new things from teachers who have been there before. So visit community.spacesedu.com today. Uh, is this the teacher hotline? Hello, everyone. My name is Ronald Hay. Welcome back to another episode of the Teacher Hotline. Today, our caller comes from Matt, a parent from Milton, Ontario. Matt, what can we do for you today? Hey, Ron. So usually my partner drops off our seven-year-old daughter at the school bus because she works remotely. But for the past week, she's been traveling to work. So I've been doing the school bus drop-off and pickup duties. I don't know why, but I thought it was just so fascinating and started to wonder what it would be like to drive a school bus. The kids were so rowdy at 7 a.m. in the morning. It was like a zoo. This is definitely not a pressing question, but I thought it would be a great episode to hear some stories with some bus drivers and the stuff that they see and hear on those buses. Thank you so much, Matt. You are absolutely right. I hope those bus drivers are paid a fair wage because you can never get me to do that job. I feel like driving a bus, all hell could break loose at any moment. But lucky you, I got the perfect person today to fill your curiosity of what it's like to drive a bus. Today, my guest is Max Ross, a former bus driver for Attridge Bus Company and for Appleby College. Max is a stand-up comedian from Toronto, Ontario. And outside of his comedy career, Max actually served in the Canadian Armed Forces as an airborne infantry soldier. His previous career path and life experiences inspires Max's comedy. He's performed across all of Canada and the United States, performing at the Burbank Comedy Festival in Burbank, California. It was also part of the Ed the Sox War on Stupid Canadian Comedy Tour. He's also co-produced and hosted his own comedy shows in Toronto named Thank Me for My Service, Military Comedy Show, a show consisting of comedians who previously served in the military. You can follow Max on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Max Ross Comedy. Max, welcome to the show, my man. It's been a long time. Yeah, how's it going, Ron? I am doing pretty good, my man. Are you hitting up the comedy scenes or what? It's, um, <laughs> I get asked that all the time, but it's it's been slow, but it's it's there. It's uh, definitely not the same, but yeah, just trying to, trying to get out there as much as I can. Well, from what I'm seeing, you've been doing really well. You got some spots at Absolute Comedy. You've been doing some club shows. How's it been over there so far? Yeah, it's been uh, it's been pretty good. I've been pretty lucky with that. I'm able to get like consistent, consistent uh, spots, places. So um, that's the one thing I was worried about. Like once, uh, definitely once uh, everything reopened, it's very limited, uh, limited venues, limited spots, limited spots for people. So. Like fighting with everybody just to get get some stage time just to tell some jokes. Yeah, tell me about it. Getting spots right now in comedy clubs is not easy. Like some of our favorite clubs and bars are shutting down because of COVID. So 
Um, it's not fun out there for, for a lot of people. But you know what? Let's save a little bit of time at the end to talk a little bit about economy. Um, I want to spend a little bit of time right now going straight into what our caller called and asked about, which was, what is it like to drive a bus? <laughs> and for a little context for our listeners, I actually met Max in the comedy scene, and I had no idea he was even a bus driver before. And he told me that he used to be the bus driver for, for Applebee College. So immediately I thought, man, like I got to get this guy on my podcast. Uh, so Max, I have to ask you, why in the world did you want to become a bus driver? It kind of just happened. Like it's it's not something that I wanted, but uh, I was I was very young when I when I got hired too, which is like shocking. I was like like 22, 23, which is you don't hear that at all. Um, so whenever I tell people like, oh, yeah, I used to be a school bus driver, or I used to say it on stage too, and no one believed it until they left the comedy club and my school bus was parked outside. <laughs> so you would actually drive the school bus to the comedy clubs? <laughs> yeah, well, especially like with your school, with Appleby College, like I'd finish late sometimes because like I was like the newest guy and the youngest guy, so they gave me like the longest route. So I had to go from it was from uh, Oakville all the way to Toronto just to drop him off. And then um, I did that twice at, in the evening, like in the afternoon. And by the time I was done, it was like evening. And then I'm like, okay, well, I guess I have time to do some spots. So go to, go to Yuck Mississauga. They had, they used to have like the big uh, parking lot there. Just park it right up front. And uh, I, I used to, I don't do it anymore, but I used to do jokes about, being a school bus driver and no one would believe me until they went out and like, Oh wow, this is, <laughs> he wasn't kidding at all. <laughs> Did you like drive everyone home afterwards on the school bus to make sure they get home safely? <laughs> <laughs> I should have, I should have been like the designated driver for everybody there. Just drop them off, pull the stop sign out. Uh, no, but like to answer your question, like I was, um, yeah, I was really young. I was just trying to find, I was just trying to find consistent work. Right. Like I, um, and, I was just looking for like part-time jobs uh, originally. I like, I applied to like all these like telemarketing jobs and like got rejected by all of them. And <laughs> who gets rejected from telemarketing jobs? I got one of the telemarketing jobs I got rejected for was they uh, they asked me like, oh, what do you uh, what do you know about this company? What do we do? And I like answered the question with so much confidence with them, like, okay, this company does this. They, it provides all these products. And then after I was done, I was like really confident. And she just looked at me and like, yeah, we don't do any of those things. <laughs> Whatever. I think I was thinking of another job or something, but like, cause I applied to like all these like random jobs. Um, but I didn't get those ones, but I lived close to uh, one of Atridge's um, uh, locations on, uh, in uh, Mississauga. And I went to, uh, I just put in my resume. I like, Hyped it up that I was in the, uh, like, with, uh, like, to the army and stuff and, like, everything else. And, uh, yeah, I guess someone that read it, like, really liked it, but clearly passed through, like, when I was born and stuff, because I was probably the only guy born in the 90s <laughs> driving a school bus. I don't even think people were born in the 80s. Everyone was just, like, over, like, 50 and over. <laughs> this is like everyone's retirement job. And this is like your first job ever in your entire life. It, it is. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's very random. I was like really surprised that they like called me back too. And I'm pretty sure like some of them were like kind of skeptical about like this guy's 22. 
Like, what? <laughs> are you sure? Like, because he has horrible insurance too. Like, why is he? Well, I was gonna ask you, like, when you applied for the job, did you have to like get a special license to drive the bus, or how did that actually work? No, they so they do it at the uh, uh, the company provides it. So for like the first like. I don't remember. I think it was like two or three months you're doing training. It was like, I think it was like me and five other people uh, were just doing the school bus training. And I think after like the second week, we're on the road, like practicing and stuff. And then, yeah, I think like after like, I think like after like a month or two, you get, you do your driving test. You have to do a written test too. And then, Kind of, yeah, um, but just like extra safety, <laughs> like specifically, like it's very like safety specific with with them. Um, and then I also did like my air brakes course with them, and and then after that, like after I got it, I think the week after I was given like my first like route, and I was just like freaking out the whole time, like <laughs> just like I don't want, to... yeah. Well, that was actually going to be my next question. I was wondering, like, did you ever feel anxious, like, driving the bus? Like, forget about just driving the bus, but, like, you're driving a bus now with 48 kids sitting in the back that you are responsible for, and, you know, one wrong move, and, uh, you know, it could all be over for you, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know, did you ever feel a little bit of anxiety when you're driving the bus? Because, um, I don't know, it, that mm-hmm. seems like a, a big responsibility. And no seatbelts, too. <laughs> yeah, you're right, I guess yeah. there's no seatbelts on the bus, either. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, in the beginning, like, I was always, like, freaked out about, like, turns and stuff, and, like, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a big vehicle, right, and it's very narrow, too, so, like, you kind of feel, like, the turn sometimes, too, and it's, like, it is kind of, like, scary the first time, and, like, I've had, like, I've had, like, anxious, like, driving in, like, tight streets and stuff, and, like, scratching a vehicle, like, was, I remember, like, yeah, I don't know, it's been, um, once you like start getting used to it, you drive like normally after. Like when I started, um, when I started driving, it was like pretty, pretty scary. But like after a while, I'm like, I can drive anything. Like <laughs> you learn how to turn and all that stuff, and like you're just used to it at that point. Like I've driven in like tight, tight spaces in like downtown Toronto. Just like yeah, I don't know, like, but. Uh, <laughs> Well, we were talking about this entire time, the kind of more of the, the logistical aspects of, of driving a bus, but have you ever experienced any like crazy stories with the kids? I don't know, like some sort of food fight breaking out or kids just getting at her on the bus. Um, anything that you've seen or thought you're like, man, this is out of control right now. <laughs> um, I'm not just saying this because you work for Applebee, but uh, like... When I drove for Appleby, the the kids that I had were like very like nice, very respectful. As my first time, like I've never at the time I don't think I've ever met anyone that went to private school. But uh, there's always that like stigma that like oh the private school they're very uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for uh, pretentious. Uh, yeah, basically. Yeah, I'm sure like I'm sure there's some kids that are like <laughs> like that. But definitely the ones that I that I drove were very polite. Like they like they said good morning to me and like I never really conversed with like the kids in the back, but like they're very polite. They're like they didn't mess around or anything. But I've uh yeah, I've definitely dealt with um 
um, pretty bad, pretty, pretty bad ones. Yeah, I hate it. So I um like when I drove for like elementary schools or like public schools, like there's like always been one kid that just like kind of like start stuff or whatever and like not uh what are they like just chuck food or like start a fight on the bus or something or yeah basically just like just being like disrespectful and stuff and that's when i realized like i'm an adult i gotta i can't join in i gotta stop it like <laughs> but um well like how would you even do that because like you're driving the bus you can pull over and uh stand up and uh you know just laying down the law eh? <laughs> yeah lay down the law a little bit give them the pink slip um what? Oh my god, the pink slip! I haven't heard that word in forever. Yeah, yeah. I I I gotta find mine because I'm pretty sure I still have mine because like mine had like just like you can like circle what they did or whatever, just like fighting or um, swearing, and on the bottom just like smoking. I'm like, well, okay, well these are these are some cool kids. What kids are smoking on the bus? Like, yeah, what are they hot boxing the bus? What what the hell is going on? I feel like they've uh, they've definitely had uh, some instances. But they had to add that in there. Um, but I've I've driven for like high schools before too, and it's just like it's awkward because I was what like 23, so I was like I was pretty close to their age, and like especially like if like I don't I didn't have a beard then either, so like I looked like I was in high school. So like parents like I'd pick up their kids and I'm just like they're like do you go to the school like <laughs> it's like what happened to the bus driver? Did the kids yeah. just all take over? It was like Lord of the Flies on the bus, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Um, like, what was, like, the wildest thing that you've ever had to deal with uh, when you were actually driving the bus? Luckily, never had to deal with any, like, fights or anything. Um, actually, no. I wasn't really a fight, but it was, uh, I was driving two kids. Um, I think one was, I think one was, like, eight years old. The other one was in kindergarten. And I totally missed it, but... Uh, uh, apparently a girl like like hit the other girl or whatever like the older girl hit the the girl from kindergarten in the face and she just started crying i'm like i didn't, I didn't know what was going on and then um, oh my god what <laughs> yeah i was just like driving like clueless and then um i uh dropped off like the girl from kindergarten was the last drop off dropped her off her parents were there uh, and, and also this was the first time her parents were there too she was always dropped off with her like uh, nanny or something mm-hmm. this is the first time with her parents were like oh, now I gotta deal with the parents <laughs> oh, no. and, but I didn't know what happened I was just about to drive away and then like she waved over just like yeah my daughter said that she got punched in the face I'm like, <laughs> um, okay <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to do I'm so sorry <laughs> I'm so sorry <laughs> Well, so like, what about your colleagues that you've spoken to that drove the bus? Like, do they like the job or were they doing it more for the money? Like, yeah, like, did they like it? It's a, it was a mix because, uh, like, there's some people that are just like, yeah, we like definitely want to like make more and like uh, make more money on that job and stuff. So I'm just like, kind of like, it's their retirement job. So like, you know. I guess like they're not getting that much on their pension and, you know, just need a little bit of extra cash or they're just bored at home. Like, I think if I was retired, I'd probably, I'd probably just go back. I'm like, I, I got my license. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got my license. <laughs> now on the topic, like, do you mind me asking? So what does like a typical bus driver actually make? Like, do you guys get paid based on routes? Do you get paid based on like, hour or salary? How does that work? Yeah. Um, 
because it, it is technically a part-time job because mm-hmm. you're only working like in the daytime and then in the afternoon but in between like your your school bus drops um you can do school trips so especially with um when i worked with applebee like there's a lot of schools in that area too so i drop them off and just go straight to another school and just do a school trip which was like pretty that was kind of a perk too because like i used to like go to places for free if you're a bus driver like you can go to the toronto zoo you can go to the science center for free like i went to the science center and i didn't have to pay i just showed them my my license i'm like well i didn't even tell them that i'm just like i'm a school bus driver i'm like yeah sure you are <laughs> back over and i just show them like the manuscript like the manuscript of everyone that's on the bus and like my license and they're like uh okay come on in <laughs> it sounds like a money saving tip if you ever want to go on a date just show your bus driver license and be like all right pick her up on the school bus. Yeah. yeah pick her up on the school bus right <laughs> that's so funny that's crazy yeah <laughs> so how'd you go from being a bus driver then to becoming to going into the military like how did that transition work there no i was uh, i joined the military when i was 19 and i joined i was i was a reserve i was still like i was still doing it and um i um yeah i just needed extra work because reserves like being in the army reserves it's, it's part-time right it's not a it's not a full-time gig unless you go on like contract or deploy overseas but during that time like i was like okay i'm i'm really lacking at work and i'm kind of bored at home too and i gotta like build up my resume i was still young then too but i, was, I kind of want to like get something on my resume at least so that's when I started applying to jobs and I got, got this one here. Um, so is that like something you want yeah. to like do right outside of school? Like you, you knew that's what you wanted to do. Like when did you get this idea that you want to become or be part of the military? Yeah. So it's funny. So I, I think when I was like nine years old, that's when I wanted to join the army. That's like when I uh, was like interested in it. Um, and I kind of made that my goal. And then once I started high school, um kind of i started losing interest a little bit and i also started panicking like what am i going to do after high school so i decided that like okay maybe i want to be a be a cop i'll be a police officer so i went to school for that and wait what you went to school to be a cop i went yeah i did police foundations but yeah no way uh, that's so cool there's a diploma that hangs in my (laughs) in my in my home (laughs) man you are a Guy of all trades. Uh, you were in the military. You're a bus driver. You trained to be a cop. Yeah, you do everything like a Swiss Army knife. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I so I was in school for that, and there's a friend of mine that he he wanted to join the Army Reserves to like boost up his like um, his resume for policing, and I'm like, you know what, like. I decided with him, like, you know what, I'm just going to join with you. And he got sworn into the army before I did and ended up quitting. And then, and then I was just alone. And then I'm like, okay, I got, I got to make new friends now. So, and then, yeah, this, uh, in it ever since. One of my so. favorite bits of yours was, uh, you did a bit about, did you say you went to Poland in that joke or where, like, yeah, where did you get deployed when you were, uh, I went to, yeah, I went to Poland, um, during, it was during the, during the Russia, Ukraine, like the Crimea, 
uh, stuff that was going on. So did anything ever happen um, over there? Like, were you safe? Like, did you have to like pull out a gun or anything? No, or? not. <laughs> it was pretty safe because like I, before I deployed, they were like making sure that we had all our gear and stuff, and like. We had to bring our gas mask too. <laughs> gas mask? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to bring our gas mask to Poland. And I started laughing because like my parents are going on vacation here like next month and I'm deploying here. <laughs> it, it, didn't, it didn't seem real. It kinda it's kind of hilarious to me. <laughs> Wait, but, you're uh, you're from Poland, right? My parents yeah, my parents are from Poland, yeah. That's so funny. Like your parents are going to Poland for vacation and you're going there for work for military yeah, service. Like I don't know. It was um it, like, well, I guess I was preparing for, for whatever, but like we're in Poland because um, like they, they didn't send people to the Ukraine right away. Um, they waited. They, they eventually sent the Canadian army to the Ukraine to help like train the Ukrainian army there. But uh, they just wanted uh, to send a bunch of soldiers to just outside of what's going on. They don't want to get involved with any conflict just yet. Right. So. The whole, uh, all these armies, just like not even, not just the Canadians, the U.S. Army, the British Army were there too. And it's just more of a reassurance, um, uh, just to reassure the the area. Um, yeah, that's cool. Uh, how, so is that really something? Like, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, like, how does that actually work? Like, do you just say, "Oh, I'm putting in my two week notice. Here's my resignation letter. Like, I quit." I'm, so I'm still, I'm still, I'm still in the like the reserves, but I'm, uh, yeah. You just uh, put in your your memo to, that you want to that you want to get out, and this is probably the year for me as well, since now I want to do more for do more in stand up and uh, just other projects and just have more time with it. But I was in for 12 years, so like I was in when I was 19, and like now I'm just like tired, like. <laughs> I'm just getting older. So. <laughs> right. You're just like, I just want to work on my jokes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, speaking of jokes, I, I promised that we would talk just a little bit of comedy too at the end of this podcast. Uh, how has things been since you've transitioned back onto stage? Like, what was the very first show like for you? And uh, how did it go? COVID. Um, I guess the, the after the first lockdown, um, I... I didn't want to go to like an act. Well, like clubs were still closed, but like everyone was having like open mics and like doing backyard outdoor shows and stuff. And uh, I remember I used to like hate doing like outdoor shows. There's so much distractions, yeah, especially like worse. right on the street. Um, I agree. Yeah, I did one. What did I do one? I did somewhere on Bloor Street. I did it, and I was like trying to write new stuff too, um, but. I got like, you know, the first time you do stand up, like you're just like the whole day, you're just anxious and it's like, just like telling yourself, like, I gotta, I gotta go to this. But then you're just like, just nervous yeah, the whole time. Yeah, you're thinking That's about like, I had that feeling that this is like my first time because it was like a while. Yeah. And, you know, and also just like trying out new stuff was scary, but also just remembering your old stuff to see if you still have it was kind of weird too. And, yeah, I did a, a small open mic. So I'm just like, I'm not ready to go to like an actual like venue that people pay for. But I'm pretty sure they were still closed then at the time. But uh, it went all right. It went pretty good. And then it started to pick up a little bit more and started going to different shows. I went to 
like Montreal as well to the, some spots at like Comedy Nest and a couple other other venues too. Very very nice. Um, but uh, yeah, during like COVID, it's just weird. Like it's just like the vibe is kind of weird. Um, just less people, that's for sure. Um, but then after the second lockdown. <laughs> So then we locked down again. After the second lockdown, I just felt like I was like, I don't think I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Me too. I, I can't believe you said that because like I felt the same way. I was like, man, I suck. I, I can't believe exactly. I'm still doing this. Yeah, just, the, 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 after the first lockdown was fine. The second one just like messed me up completely. And um, in a way, like I'm happy to hear that because I, I felt the same way. And I feel like a lot of comedians felt the same way too. Like I thought to myself, I just had like no confidence in my abilities whatsoever. And I thought to myself, I just wanted to quit. And this whole thing was just, I was just wasting my time. Yeah, that's what it was. And like, I just know that like, I'm just nervous to do my new stuff. Like my new stuff would hit and then some of it would just like tank completely. But then I'd go to my old stuff and like a lot of my old stuff, I'm like so bored of it. I think like the old stuff is just like more of like a... Like a just safety like a net, safe. right? I'm just like playing it safe at that point. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And but like you can tell by my face, especially like I've done like my bits about like my braces, which I still have somehow. Um, yeah, and I um, I'm trying to avoid it because I know they're coming off soon. But like sometimes I'm like, okay, I know this works. I'm just gonna do it, and I'm pretty sure these people have never seen me before. And but you can hear like. They don't know me, but like if you saw me and you, I did that bit, you can just tell that like I'm hating this right now. So I'm just yeah, so, I know you're just like, oh my god, here's the braces bit again, right? Yeah, I just hate that I was like known as that. I so I used to so now that I have braces, they're like, oh, you're the guy that does braces material. I'm like, okay, I gotta change mm-hmm. my material. But that was the same thing when I was a school bus driver. I did jokes about being a school bus driver, and they're like, oh, you're the school bus guy. And I'm like, yeah, I hey. actually get the same thing. Like I'll have comics or even audience members come up to me like weeks later and be like oh wait a second you're the teacher guy right and i'm like yeah i know i am but i don't know i don't want to be pigeonholed into you know one type of comedian so i don't know like i i guess what i'm trying to say is i get it it's a little annoying but i don't know you do you do what you know and actually sorry that just brings brings uh brings up a memory actually i did i think i did yuckucks in mississauga uh back when i used to be there and the next day, I did a school trip to uh, the, what is that, Rattlesnake Point? Yeah, or, yeah. I did a school trip there, and there's a guy, like one of the Parks and Rec guys that, that works there, and he's just like, hey, I I saw you yesterday at Yuck Yucks. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I didn't believe that you were a school driver, but here you are. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I was like, oh, I, like, that, felt, that felt really good, though. That I'm like, oh, okay, people actually recognize me. People... You're famous. Welcome and to Hollywood. Original material too, right? I don't know any other like people in their like twenties that were doing jokes about like I drive a school bus. Like <laughs> that doesn't happen. So, <laughs> and that was the first time I ever did like, like once I started doing school busing. I started doing stand up when I was twenty one. So I was twenty two, twenty three when I uh, got hired. So I started doing bits about that, and that was like the first time I'm actually doing like something like original, something that I actually know, and it kind of helped me just like. Like obviously, like write jokes about that, but like writing jokes about now, like now what I'm doing now, and uh, like joke structure and stuff. So like it really taught me like how to be like more original 
and not like anybody else. So um, obviously, I don't I don't really do the school bus stuff anymore, or I I don't do it at all. But just just not related. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think I've ever seen you do that school bus. It's just bit. not it's not really related. Like it's not relatable anymore. It's just been so long. Um, I've done it like once at your show. Oh yeah. The, uh, no, I do remember you doing that bit. Very actually. very briefly because I was just trying to remember if I remembered the like doing the bits. But um, yeah, no, it's just like it was an original thought and like uh, like it's just something original that I did and uh, it just kind of made me interesting on stage. Man, it is not easy to write and perform jokes on stage. And I know this is not meant to be a, a comedy podcast. And most of our listeners are teachers or, or parents or even maybe students. Um, but, you know, teaching and, and comedy, there's similarities in the sense that you're, you're performing and not everything that you perform sometimes in front of the classroom or on stage hits. And, you know, you try to have thick skin. And there are some days where you just don't have that thick skin and it sucks um like i remember i was doing a park show during the summer and it was my first show ever i was performing for like six people maybe half of them were comedians and this bright light was shining in front of my face and i was just performing into darkness and i didn't hear any laughter and it was one of the most nerve-wrecking anxiety driven things i ever went through and i, I thought to myself I, I can't believe i did this before like i must be a psychopath to to want to do this and I, I walked off that stage i drove home that night thinking to myself that you know i'm, I'm just going to quit comedy and obviously i didn't but you just want to have to keep plowing through it right yeah basically like like i'm like you're not alone with it like i'm definitely like I'm still kind of there too. Cause I'm like, okay, I'm like trying to like, trying to push my new stuff and just trying to make it work. But it's like, it's missing, like it's missing a tag or it's just, just something that I need to change with it. And yeah, it's just like, you just got to keep, keep on doing it. And is there any like new bits or anything that you're trying right now since COVID has ended? Um, well, I've been just some stuff I do, but like, I just like, there's always room for improvements with it and just like making it work and listening to like your, um, your tapes and stuff. Um, just to see if you can fix it up. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've been trying to, I've been trying to avoid doing COVID related material, but it's like, that's all I know now. That's, that's uh, like, okay, I've been on TikTok and like, I guess I got to talk about that. <laughs> Well, Max, I am looking at the time and it looks like we are running out. Uh, so why don't we wrap things up over here? Uh, Max, uh, do you have any shows coming up for our listeners to come watch you? Where can they find you on social media and uh, where can they find you on stage? Uh, well, I'm, um, I'm doing a guest spot at uh, Absolute on Tuesday, Absolute Comedy Toronto. And uh, from there, the all the other like show info that I have is just going to go on Instagram. So like my Instagram is uh, Max Ross Comedy. Um, I'm also on TikTok too with the young kid with the young kids there. So just trying to uh, be hip and relatable. But <laughs> yeah, well the braces are coming off, so you're going to need some new stuff, right? <laughs> if I was still a school bus driver, I think I'd be a hit on TikTok. Right? <laughs> oh, for sure, you'd be huge on TikTok. Yeah, 
I feel like you need to go back and being a bus driver just so you can just pump for, up yeah, your comedy. That would be my niche. Like. <laughs> <laughs> well, Max, it's been an absolute pleasure. It was so much fun talking today about driving buses, the military, a little bit of comedy as well. Uh, I really can't wait to, to see you again uh, at the comedy clubs and at some open mics to see some of your new material and uh, just to be able to catch up in person again. Yeah, you again. too, man. It's good to see you on, uh, on the screen, but... Hopefully see you in person soon. And thank you to all of our listeners out there. If you enjoyed today's episode, feel free to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And of course, don't forget to click that subscribe button on Apple, Spotify, Google, and any other streaming platforms. Thank you guys so much. And we'll see you guys next week.